planes are above me. They're streaking through the clouds, tearing up the sky. It's a fearsome, awe-inspiring, quite terrifying sight. The sound is incredible. Troop-carrying Chinook helicopters are now lumbering past. They seem too slow and heavy to be so graceful in the air. The sheer force of the RAF, the Navy and the Army are on display here today. Now I can see Marines parachuting down. There are troops making their way across the sands towards the tanks which are parked, poised and ready. The soldiers have their magnums poised. No, one is going for a cone, I can see the flake. We have a Code 99 combat situation. The ice cream van has a considerable queue now. So, where am I? Basra? Yemen? No. This is an August bank holiday in Bournemouth. Sunny, sunny Bournemouth. Since 2008, the Bournemouth Air Festival has drawn hundreds of thousands of visitors to the otherwise fairly sedate sands of this Dorset seaside town. All manner of aircraft, old and new, from biplanes to bombers and from vampires to vixens, have taken to the skies to dazzle and deafen the huge crowds that line the display route, which is the natural amphitheatre of Bournemouth Bay. And the vast majority of these crowds are not plane spotters. They're families, day trippers, holiday makers who wouldn't know a Vulcan from a typhoon but who still adore the sights, sounds and spectacles of the planes. The air festival is unique in that it offers much more than just the air displays. There are night air shows, there's live music, vintage cars, forces display teams, entertainment throughout the day, and one and a half miles of stalls and food to get stuck into. Bournemouth has always drawn visitors to the town due to the sea and the sand. Its very existence is due to these natural features. But things haven't always gone quite so well in terms of planned attractions. Mention the IMAX cinema or the artificial surf reef around here and you're likely to be thrown off the end of the pier. But more recently, with the success of the Air Festival and the Christmas Tree Wonderland, things have been going from strength to strength. I went to talk to John Weaver, who's the director of the Air Festival and head of resort marketing and events for Bournemouth Borough Council, to find out more about the town's events. Your right-hand side... decided back in 2006-2007 that Bournemouth needed to have an attractor event. It needed to raise its profile. It wanted something that people would actually come to Bournemouth to visit rather than come to Bournemouth because we've got a lovely beach and a great destination. That was one of our critical things and, and we, we went through some work initially with some consultants who actually had worked on, I think, festivals including Edinburgh about where we wanted to go and we came up with this very simple thing that Bournemouth wanted to be an eventful town that was all part of a broader sort of emerging strategy of, of placemaking. As we say, get yourself settled, teas, coffees and get ready for lots of waving as well. Prepare to be amazed now as we really get this show underway. The Air Festival was an obvious choice for us because we know that air shows are one of the biggest spectator events that you can in the country after, I think, football. It's a significant interest, so it would bring hundreds of thousands of people, or 100,000 as we hoped at the time, down to the destination, and therefore it was right to do that. We didn't call it an air show, we called it an air festival. That's because we, we wanted to make sure that we could, in the future, develop something that could go beyond just the air show in the afternoon and develop into the evening and also right the way through the day. And that was very critical to us. So that's where the air festival, air show idea came from and the sort of the strategy behind that. 
And so, with a huge success on their hands, quite naturally, Bournemouth Borough Council wanted to capture the formula, the decision-making process and the evaluation tools that go into the organisation of the Air Festival to use for future event planning. Enter Bournemouth University and a clever little package called the FAME Framework. The FAME Framework is a tool that evaluates the viability of events. It's a spreadsheet, but don't fall asleep just yet, it, it's quite nifty, that was developed in collaboration between Bournemouth Borough Council and Bournemouth University. I went to talk to Dr Debbie Sad, who works in the Department of Events and Leisure at the University, to find out more about it. The, the FAME framework, the acronym stands for a framework for assessing major events. Now, it had major in the title because we always had the vision that it would be not just your average community half-day event. It would be more significant events. And it's a tool that is customised for whoever the organisation is that wants to assess events based on their objectives, what they want to achieve from the events. So what makes it different from other event evaluation tools is it's custom designed to the objectives and the needs of whoever it is who is evaluating the events. As an academic, we're always looking at evaluation methods and there seemed to be a gap in the market for anything that was customised. And then we've always had a very strong relationship with Bournemouth Borough Council. And through conversations, they recognised that they had gained a lot of expertise through running the Air Festival because, you know, this event had come to Bournemouth and it was a major, a major event for Bournemouth to run. And over the, the years that they had been running it at that stage, they realised they'd gained a lot of knowledge and a lot of expertise. And in many respects, that wasn't being trapped. So how did the council come to be working with Bournemouth University on the framework? John Weaver explains. We needed something that would demonstrate to a broader industry that if we or anybody else was to put an event on, it needed to demonstrate as a major event, and the FAME framework is for major events, that it would have a very significant impact on the wider economy. So it provided for us as a, a way that we could demonstrate if we were putting on other major events, and we did consequently with the Wheels Festival and this year with Christmas Tree Wonderland, that we would put it through that model to demonstrate when we were doing the initial feasibility that, that basically that event had legs. So the driver behind that was to demonstrate that. So when we were bidding for funds, there was a justification it also did allow other people to come in and to bid for funds, although that hasn't happened. Although the Bournemouth Marathon that was introduced, I think we put that through the FAME model and proved to be a substantial event, and that was a very positive event. So it, it, it's a way of demonstrating when we're asking for funding that it's, it's important for the town and the broader base. It also reinforces the fact that that event is a high-profile event as well, once it is established. So who uses Frame? How does it work and what does it actually do? Debbie Sad. It wouldn't necessarily be the event planners who would use it. It would be the, the people who would be designing or coming up with the portfolio for the area, the destination. Ironically, I'm doing it in the moment for a destination not far from here. And basically, 
it would probably take mm, a good three to four months to get it up and running. Only in that, you need to get all the stakeholders around a table to decide on the objectives that they want from an event portfolio. And then once you've decided on those objectives, there's some weighting that has to go on, there's some statistical work that has to go on. And and it is a bit of a to and fro negotiating because obviously, you know, everybody will have their demands or not everybody's demands can be met 100%. So we have to do a bit of conversations and negotiation and, and then coming up with the best fit because it will never be a perfect fit for everybody, but a best fit that you can get the majority of the people to agree with and then you run with it. So that could probably take a good, well, probably four to five months. It doesn't quantify a yes or no answer. What it does is it measures what the event is setting out to achieve against some best practice measures. It works out to 100. Let's let's just say this is an example. It works out to 100 across however many variables. So there could be five variables, there could be 15 variables. But it all ends up to 100. And at the end of it, you get a little score sheet that says what you've scored out of 100. There is no magic pass mark. You could get a high score or a low score, but what it will do, it will show you where you're meeting certain variables. And some of those variables you may consider not as important as others. So you could say, fine, you know, for example, one of them was community involvement and and community buy-in. And for some events, that might not necessarily be a huge consideration in other events it could be so what you basically have to do is look at it objectively and say right here's the score we've got but let's break it down and see right for the economic and the deliverables in relation to the amount of money that's needed to invest and the money it's going to bring into the town that will be quite crucial Major events are really important for towns like Bournemouth that depend to a large extent on tourism for revenue. A good quality, high-profile event like the Air Festival can draw hundreds of thousands of visitors to the town, filling up the hotels and guest houses and putting bums on seats in pubs and restaurants. But events are risky. Investing large amounts of council money into something that then doesn't work is not only a financial disaster, but a PR nightmare too. So to have a tool like the Fame Framework to hand is a real benefit. It doesn't completely mitigate the event from being a disaster, nor, obviously, does it guarantee a success. But what it does do is give a very strong indication of how well the event is likely to do based on key factors which can then be evaluated by the decision makers. Putting on large-scale events is time-consuming, costly and extremely risky. Just ask Michael Evis. It took over 40 years of false starts, licensing problems and mud-caked chaos before Glastonbury settled into its role as the UK's premier music festival. Bournemouth is building up a portfolio of really good quality leisure events and the FAME framework has helped establish a number of these in the calendar. Debbie will soon be working with other councils and business improvement districts to help them use FAME to develop their event portfolios too. So when you're having a relaxing stroll along the beach in August and a pair of spitfires and a hurricane deafen your kids or some marines parachute into your picnic, remember that ultimately all of this exciting stuff is down to a spreadsheet.